All right, keep your Bibles out here. We're going to be in uh, several different locations. I want to look again at our passage, our text tonight. This will be a launching spot uh, for the message. And as we look into being a disciple, a follower of Christ, uh, we've looked at being a fan or a follower. And then this morning, starting that, uh, that series, uh, Side Effects. And there are side effects for us following Christ. But tonight, as we are still tying into some of that theme, I, I announced the, the title of the message, and it's, Are You Dead Yet? Are You Dead Yet? There is a, there is a, uh, a way that uh, it's said, a, uh, just something in the Christian life, Called being, it's called being or dying to self. Dying to self. And I don't know that any believer will ever be effective if they don't learn to die to self. So tonight as we look at this, this dying to self, it's not as though we don't enjoy life. God's good. The Christian life is good. And even in the trials, God is good. And it is in those times where we sense his presence so much more. But with that, we do have to learn that life is not about us. When I was younger, I heard that phrase but I didn't get it. It just didn't compute. And I don't know if there just wasn't enough Bible knowledge. I don't know if there was just not enough of experience in life or if it was just immaturity on my part. It took me a while to grab a hold of this philosophy of dying to self. And if you have been in church any period of time, you've heard that phrase, uh, dying to self. But what does that mean? And how does that impact us? And what does that do to our relationship with the Lord and with this life? And so that's what we're going to look at. So let's look again, Romans chapter 6. Romans is the most doctrinal book in the Bible. If there is a book that you need to uh, study, it is the book of Romans. Uh, if, you could, uh, if you could spend uh, time reading the book of Romans over and over and over again, uh, you, will, you will become a more knowledgeable believer uh, than you could ever be just by reading the rest of Scripture. There is so much truth, teaching, doctrine tied up in this book uh, that uh, the Lord has allowed us to have. So Romans chapter 1. What shall we, or Romans chapter 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are, what's that next word? Dead. Dead to sin live any longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his what? His death. 
Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, uh, there's a couple phrases here, a couple words, knowing this, knowing this, I've got that highlighted in my Bible, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. How many of you would like to be freed from sin? You are. We are. All right, now let's go on. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So uh, knowing this in verse 6 and verse number 9, I've got knowing highlighted as well. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. And then likewise, what's that next word? Reckon. It goes back to that same knowing, reckoning, accounting. Uh, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we are to be dead to self. You and I are to be dead to self. We are to die to self. Uh, Christ's death for sin becomes our death for, to sin. His death for sin becomes our death to sin. Uh, it gives us the ability, you and I, uh, we cannot say the devil made me do it. Why? Because that sin has been paid for. Those, those bonds of sin, those chains of sin have been broken. Now, I am not preaching a sinless perfection. Uh, there is no such thing as sinless perfection, and you and I cannot live uh, sinlessly, but we should sin less. And we should live a life that is not engaging and giving our flesh freedom to do whatever it wants to do. Uh, we should be dying to self. So Christ's death for sin becomes our death to sin. So several observations as we look at this thing called dying to self and why a believer is to die to self. Uh, and I, these aren't part of our points. This is just introductory. Uh, uh, first of all, a dead man has no will. A dead man has no will. Why are we to die to self? Because we aren't to live for what we want. We are to live for him. A dead man has no will. He has no plans, no agenda. Go to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter number 2. 
Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Galatians chapter number two, and uh, we'll have those verses up here in just a second as well. Galatians chapter two and verse 20. The Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. Wait a second. I'm alive. Paul was alive. He wasn't saying he was dead physically. This is, this is an attitude. This is a surrender. This is a decision on how we look at this life. All right, so let's read that uh, first, uh, first five verses, or fi- first five words together. You ready? I am crucified with Christ. Let's, let's do that again. You ready? I am crucified with Christ. Now, that was Paul saying it, and we just verbalized it, but is it a reality? I am crucified with Christ. Uh, he goes on, nevertheless, I live. So he's saying I'm crucified, but even though I'm crucified with Christ, I'm, ad- I'm identifying as though I am dead with Christ. He, he died for me, and because of his death, I am also going to die to self. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So our life here, as a believer, we are to die to self. A dead man has no will, and with that, no agenda. Uh, And it's not that we are living our life and adding Christ. Uh, We are crucified, letting Christ and our, him live our faith through us. Him living the faith through us. He is the one that is supposed to have control of our life. Now don't look at me like you don't know what this, this is. This is not all brand new. All right? But this is, these are, these are truths. This is, this is not just uh, something where uh, we just think, well, you know, uh, you know, I've heard that before, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be fanatical in my faith. Uh, there isn't anything in our faith that's fanatical. It's either faith or it's not. We are either a follower of Christ or we're not. That's it. There's no, there's no gray areas. You know, she's my wife. There's no gray area there. And as a follower of Christ, I am to be a follower of Christ every day. Not just Sundays, amen? So here he says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. You see, a dead man has no will. Uh, So it is not us that is living our life, it is Christ living in us. It is his will being done. Why? Because I'm dead. 
So no will, no plans, no agenda. Uh, I am to be dead with Christ. I live, but not according to me. Christ lives in me. He liveth in me. So dying to self is not for death. Dying to self is for life. It is we die to self. So Christ has the freedom to use us for his honor, for his glory, for his purpose, for his kingdom. Amen. So dying to self is not for death, but for life. Allowing Christ to live in me and through me. You know, believer, that is, that is the Christian life. The Christian life is allowing Christ to live through us. That's foundational. So a dead man has no will. Number two, a dead man has no feelings. You know, there are people that get offended over everything. But you know what? If you die to self, you won't get offended. The Bible says in Psalm, uh, let's see, uh, 119, 165, the uh, Bible says, um, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. How many of you have ever been offended? <laughs> All right, my hands are up. I have been offended. Uh, but if I, am die, if I have died to self, I wouldn't get offended. A dead person doesn't have any feelings. You know what? We had, if we had a casket down here, uh, I, was, I was reading an article, and there was a pastor of a church uh, everybody gathered, and there was a casket down front, and all of a sudden, everybody could hear the pastor, and he started preaching, and he was in the casket. And then they, uh, they had the pallbearers open the casket up, and he just laid there and preached the message uh, from the casket. Now, that was a little odd. I wouldn't do that, uh, but uh, it was definitely an attention getter. Got him a whole lot of views on YouTube, I guess. Uh, but uh, a dead man, it do, they don't have any feelings. You can slap a dead man. You can call him names if you want to. Uh, you can gossip about him. You can talk about him. You can ignore them. It doesn't bother them. Why? Because they're dead. As a believer, if we are going to be a committed follower of Christ, we've got to realize that I need to die to self so I don't live for me, but I live, let Christ live through me. But then I've got to die to self because I'm going to get offended. I'm going to get hurt. There are going to be hurts that come. Over the years, there have been many hurts uh, as a believer, uh, as a person, as an individual, as a pastor. There have been a lot of hurts that have come this way. Uh, and with that, if 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 you are not going to die to self, you're going to get offended. You're going to quit. Uh, you're not going to stay after it. But a dead man, they don't have, uh, they don't get offended. A dead man doesn't get hurt. He's dead. If a dead man is talked about, uh, it's not going to bother uh, that person one bit. Why? Because uh, they're, they're already dead. Uh, if if a dead man is excluded, if a dead man is disregarded, if a dead man is ignored, uh, it's not going to matter. Why? Because they're dead. We've got to die to self. You can slap a dead man. 
You can call him fat. You can call him ugly. It won't hurt them. You can't believe what that person said about me. If we're dead, it doesn't matter. Just yesterday. Just yesterday, I was out front, and somebody came up and I said, Pastor, what's in your hair? And I said, I, I don't know. And they're like, no, something's up there, and they're looking. And so I sort of tipped my head down, and they said, oh, it's just your bald spot. <laughs> they weren't teasing. It wasn't like it was they were just teasing with me. It was just, that's what came out. I was like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Probably had zero idea that what they said could have been offensive. You what? It's wisdom? Yes, wisdom, yes. Uh, and so, uh, but with that, you know what? If, if we don't die to self, we can get offended. It, nothing was said intentionally to offend, but it could have been offensive. And we have, to, we have to realize that, that we've got to die to self. We take our, ourselves way too seriously. We better be able to laugh at ourselves. How many of us make mistakes? Okay. Laugh at them. Just, just get over it. Because if you don't, it will eat your lunch. It will eat you up. And so uh, we have to be very, very cautious. Uh, so a dead man uh, has no feelings. This is all still introduction. Uh, I am going to get to the message, and it's short. Uh, but uh, number three, a dead man has no needs. A dead man takes no thought for what he shall eat what he shall drink, or wherewithal he shall be clothed. Why? Because they have no needs. How consumed do we get with things that don't matter beyond temporal? I'm not saying that they're not real physical needs but if we're not careful we will allow ourselves to be caught up with just me and mine and a dead man has no needs food, clothing, house, car, furnishings dollars who is it that said he was going to take care of our needs but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, I'm, I'm sorry, how many? All. all these things shall be added unto you. How many think God can meet all our needs? Does he need our help? But do we live that way? I'm not talking about being lazy. 
I'm not talking about shunning responsibility. It's just who are we trusting for our life? We've got to die to self. Because if we don't die to self, then we won't see anything bigger than just our needs. Dying to self is what's going to help us uh, allow Christ to live in and through me. And if I am going to live for what does matter for eternity, then I have got to die to myself. Because otherwise, I'm trying to pick up all the things uh, that, that uh, this, this uh, uh, temporal world and this temporal self uh, has. So uh, we need to die to self. Uh, die to self. Why? So we can live for Christ. Uh, for Philippians 1 verse 21, for, for, to me, uh, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so uh, we need to be living for him. So several, several things about that. Uh, number one, I want you to see uh, if we are going to die to self, number one, we need to seek. We need to seek. Go to Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 1. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, if ye then, being risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. If ye then, being risen with Christ. So we have been baptized into his death. We're crucified with Christ. Uh, we are risen to walk in that newness of life. If we be risen with Christ, if we are alive in Christ, then we are to, uh, we are to seek those things which are above. Now, uh, what's above? God's above. Seek those things which are above. Uh, uh, seek is the word zateo, and it's to try to get or reach something that one desires. And he's saying that we need to be seeking, desiring, reaching, uh, desiring for uh, that which is above. Uh, so uh, what things are we to desire or to seek? Those things that are above. That is the eternal. That is the everlasting. Uh, Colossians 3.20, uh, children, uh, no, that was not it. Uh, let's see, uh, Galatians, let me try Galatians 3.20. Colossians 3.20 was not it. All right, uh, children, obey your parents and the Lord, that is not it. All right, uh, let's see here, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Galatians, 3 and verse 20, uh, that wasn't it either. I'm not quite sure uh, what verse I had there. So, uh, But we need to be seeking those things uh, which are above. Seek those things, Colossians 3, 1. Uh, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So we need to first, uh, we need to seek. Number two, we need to set, set. Uh, Colossians 3, 2, set your affections on things above, not on the things on earth. Set your affections on things above, not on things on this earth, on the earth. 
So uh, that word uh, set is to concentrate, to direct one's attention and thoughts to some, uh, something, uh, to focus, direct your desires. You and I, uh, if we are going to die to self, we have got to control our thinking. We have to direct our desires. We have to tell ourselves what we want. This is what I should be looking at. This is what I should be desiring. And we need to set, we need to direct our desires uh, to, to uh, something. Uh, set your affection on things above. You and I need to be uh, directing our attention, our desires for the things that are in heaven, the things that are above, uh, the things that are on high. So to focus, direct your desires. Uh, the Lord of heaven uh, needs to be our desire that we would know him uh, and seek him and serve him. Uh, the eternal, uh, those things that are going to last beyond mortal years. You know, the three score and ten... Some have just are just on the cusp of it, Brother Gatlin, and others, uh, others are. Uh, he still hasn't given in, uh, but uh, uh, the three score and ten is coming. Some have are are working up to that 70 and others are, uh, they are past that 70. Uh, but, but one thing that we do know is that life is short. And we're going to come to a day where our opportunity to serve God is minimized. The opportunities of what we can do it's going to be hindered. I desire to see our young people serving the Lord. They have more opportunity, more time, more energy, more zeal than any, anybody else. I want to see our young people serving the Lord. But not just that, I want to serve the Lord. I've noticed my energy level has dropped off. How about you? A little bit? A little bit more than what he just admitted to. But that, that energy level, it's not what it was when I was in my 30s. That's a reality. But I need to be serving the Lord. I want to use my life for him. I want to direct my affections uh, to things uh, that are uh, in heaven. Uh, set your affections on things above, not on the things on earth. Not uh, to set, uh, we need to uh, direct our attention, uh, not to direct our attention on the temporal, the here and now, that which will not last. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 to 15, talks about uh, the uh, building on the foundation, wood, hay, and stubble. Uh, and what it's going to result in is it's going to be burned up. It's going to be tried by fire, and it is not going to survive. Uh, why? Because it didn't matter. You know what's going to matter is what we are doing for Christ, what is going to be done for eternity, uh, and that will not be burned up. Uh, so, 
So verse 12, he said, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is, whether it is of the temporal or whether it's of the eternal. So we need to set, set our affections. Then lastly, we need to surrender. We need to surrender. We need to surrender our life to him. We need to surrender our, our desires. You see, if we are going to die to self, then we've got to say no to self. Go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And then he goes on, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Now, what is it? It is mortify. It's uh, necroo, and it is to put to death. Mortify the deeds of of the flesh. Uh, we are to mortify the members of our flesh. Uh, and that word to put to death, it is to stop, it is to cease completely. So, what the Lord is telling us is that our old nature should not have freedom to reign. We die to self. Why? So sin does not reign in our mortal body. So we don't allow sin uh, to, uh, to have uh, its, its, uh, uh, its freedom there. Uh, and he mentions the sensual sins right off the bat. He says fornication, pornea. Uh, this is sexual immorality. And God says, listen, uh, that needs not to be a part of your life. We need to be holy. We need to be pure. Uh, we need to die to self. What? We are going to mortify. We are going to kill the, the desires of the flesh. We are going to stop. We are going to cease completely uh, uh, these the sins, uh, the, the works of the flesh. Uh, he goes on, uh, uncleanness, uh, acatharsia, uh, and it is immorality. It is the filth of the flesh. Uh, it is uh, especially dealing with the dirty and the impure, uh, rev uh, uh, just connected uh, to the sexual sins, and uh, and so here we have this need for uh, this need for uh, dying to self. Why? So our our natural man, our sinful nature, does not have freedom uh, to to uh, fulfill uh, those desires. Uh, the The next one was the inordinate affections, inordinate affections. And this again uh, is dealing with lustful passions uh, and the excessive lustful passions. This word is only used three times in the Bible. Uh, and with that, uh, there is a, a condemnation on it. We die to self. Why? So we don't allow our natural flesh to live out its desires. So we mortify the deeds to the flesh. We mortify the members. Why? So they are not going to stop me for living for the Lord. They're not going to stop me uh, from, from living how the Lord would want me to live. And so uh, we need to look into our own life. Are we dead yet? If, 
if sin has got uh, control in our life, then we're not dead yet. I'm not saying that we don't have sin. There, every one of us are a sinner. Uh, but, but with that, sin should not be controlling us. And if sin and the, na- the natural desires of the flesh are controlling us, then we are not dead yet. So are we dead yet? A dead man is not controlled by anything. Guys, He's not controlled by a phone. He's not controlled by a website. Not controlled by images. He's not controlled by a video game. We we have to realize that we need to die to self. Why? So I can live for Christ. The lust of the flesh, we are to be dead to, but we need to be alive to Christ. Alive to Christ. Bible says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we are living alive to Christ, then we will not be living alive to the natural man. So alive to Christ, alive to the supremacy of Christ in our life, the superiority uh, of Christ and his ways, not our ways, not our culture's ways, not the ways of the world, not, well, everyone's doing it, but alive to Christ, alive to the supremacy, the superiority, and the service to Christ and his cause. So what does God want us to do? What does the Lord Jesus Christ want us to do? If we are dead to self, we will be alive to Christ. And as he is leading, we will follow. His ways will become our ways, not the other way around. The Lord's not trying to figure out how to work into our schedule. And I don't, we, we have some busy people in our church and they've got busy schedules, but the Lord's not trying to figure out how to get into your schedule. He's not trying to figure out how to get in my schedule. I need to make sure that I'm keeping him first. So the Holy Ghost, what does he want us to do? We need to die to self. Uh, to live, uh, to live uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. There's far too much of me and mine. And there needs to be that dying to self. Lord, what do you want? How do you want me to live today? How do you want me to represent you today? What can I do to bring glory to you today? And as we go through our life, and we die to self, what we'll find is, He will become more real to us. You know why? Because we will have more room for him. If we are full of self, this glass, about half full, 
But if this glass was full, I wouldn't have any more room to put anything else in it. And for me to die is for me to empty myself of self. What does that do? That gives more room for the Lord to fill. You and I, we need to die to self. Die to self. Are you dead yet? Father, I pray that you'd help us. Sobering message tonight, but I do pray that each of us would look into our own life and see where we're at. And maybe there are some areas that we need to address. And Lord, maybe it's not a sin issue. Maybe it's not that we have allowed uh, uh, wicked things into our lives, but maybe we're so, ju- we're so busy that we don't have time for you. And I do pray that you'd help us, Lord, to die to self. And may you have uh, freedom to live in and through us. May we be crucified with Christ. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If the